Greetings. I'm the Reverend Jen Fenner of Epworth United Methodist Church in Gaithersburg, Maryland, and this is Transformed by Faith Today. We continue in our series focused on changing our thinking this week, emphasizing the power of a commitment to rejoicing. First Thessalonians 5, beginning with verse 16, reminds us, rejoice always. Pray continually and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. I've always thought it was interesting to consider that scripture would imply that we as mere human beings have the ability to quench the spirit of God. Certainly, we know that God has the power and the capacity to move beyond our negativity, beyond our fear beyond our anxiousness. And yet there is also something about life that demonstrates that when we live disconnected from God and each other, when we live with a spirit of ungratefulness, when we live shrouded in negativity and in sorrow, there is a way in which the spirit of God seems to be very, very distant. I believe that scripture is true when it tells us that there is nowhere that we can go from God's spirit. That even when we go to the depths of the sea, God is there. But I also believe that we as human beings have the capacity to increase the space for the spirit of God to work in our lives. And 1 Thessalonians 5 seems to remind us with a very simple and yet challenging proposal. Rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. Rejoice, pray, and give thanks. I certainly don't believe that God is suggesting that we ignore pain and suffering, but I believe that God is inviting us to find a source of our rejoicing that goes beyond just the circumstances before us some peace within us that allows us to see the work of God. For me, the act of giving thanks is part of what leads me into a spirit of rejoicing. Even in the hardest of times, there's always something for which we can give thanks. I remember a woman who described the experience of living through the internment camps in the United States where they interred Japanese Americans. And she talked about the power of looking for birds and that every time that she would see a bird fly over top, there would be a a sense of gratitude, an example of the freedom and life that God desired for her. I think sometimes when we begin to see in the littlest of places the things for which we can give thanks, it leads us into a deeper spirit of rejoicing. And then, of course, the invitation to pray continually, to not give up seeking the presence of God, to not give up dialoguing with God. I I know that these years have been extraordinarily challenging. And I know that at times it's hard to continue in a spirit of joy and in a spirit of gratefulness. And yet scripture seems to tell us that when we choose to put that aside, we literally quench what is often described as the flame or the fire of the Holy Spirit. 
that that passion that burned within us, that energy that fills us literally diminishes because we've chosen to live in a frame of mind that doesn't see the hand of God even now, that doesn't seek the voice of God, and that doesn't give thanks for all that God is and all that God has done. Today, the invitation is simple and challenging. Rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. And in so doing, the Spirit of God is given the oxygen and the air and the space that is needed to flourish, to burn brightly, to become light and life in your life and in mine. God, we're grateful. We're grateful that you are worthy. You are worthy of an offering of joy. We're grateful, God, that you are worthy of our prayers. And we're grateful, God, that there is always something for which we can give thanks. Fill our hearts with your love, God, and keep us from quenching the power of your spirit in our own hearts. Give us joy, God. Give us a continual hunger to speak with you and keep us grateful, grateful for all that you are and all that you have done. In Jesus' name, amen.